Hello everyone, my name is Tom and welcome to Pop's Devotions. We're on day 13 of our 15 days of devotions in Jonah. Before we get started, why don't you hit pause, open your Bible or app to Jonah chapter 4. Pray and ask God to help you hear what he has to say to you today and read all of Jonah chapter 4. Why don't you hit pause and do that right now? I'll be here when you get back. Welcome back. I hope that was helpful. Let's get started. Today we're focusing on Jonah chapter 4 verses 1 to 4. Here are some things to consider. Imagine being in Jonah's position. You have just preached the most successful sermon of your life. Thousands of people have responded and turned their lives around as a result. How are you going to feel? The logical response, you would think, is to be overjoyed. However, that's not how Jonah actually felt. Instead, he was angry. Why was Jonah angry at his success? For the second time in the story, we see Jonah pray. And what he prayed was much less eloquent and beautiful than his first prayer in chapter 2. Although it was perhaps more honest. He prayed, telling God that he was angry because he knew God would have compassion on the people of Nineveh because that's exactly what God is like. Plot twist! We were assuming that Jonah was running away from Nineveh because he was afraid that they'd skin him alive and microwave his eyeballs. While this may have been a legitimate fear, it wasn't the reason Jonah was running away. He was afraid that he would preach, the Ninevites would repent, and God wouldn't destroy them. Jonah's worst fears came true. God forgave. When Jonah mentioned that God is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, he was quoting the Bible. In Exodus 34, God had told Moses to go up on a mountain and that he would cause all his glory to pass by. As he did so, he declared his name to Moses. The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. That's Exodus 34 verses 6 to 7. Jonah thought, that this promise to Moses was how God should behave only towards the Israelites like Jonah. But God was behaving with compassion and grace towards all people. Jonah was angry at God for being exactly who he promised to be, and he was angry enough to die. Getting angry at God for being compassionate is like getting angry at water for being wet. But Jonah hated the Ninevites so much, he hoped that by running away from God, there would be no one to share the news of God's impending judgment and that God would destroy them. Perhaps that's why his sermon was so lacking. He hoped that he'd do a bad enough job that no one would change. I can imagine that even if Jonah 
had preached his sermon by whispering it to a wall in a back alley, still God would have got it done. We may laugh at Jonah's absurd reaction, but don't miss the point. It's not beyond us to harbor hatred in our hearts towards other people or people groups, believing that they deserve all the evil that comes to them, but we deserve God's love and kindness. Who would you love to see punished by God? Racists or rapists? Perhaps people of a particular country, religion, or political persuasion? We live in an increasingly polarized time, where the people who don't agree with you are not just different, but we believe them to be stupid, evil, or subhuman, worthy of having their lives ruined. The truth is, none of us deserve God's forgiveness, and yet because of Jesus, His grace and forgiveness is available to all people, even the people you disagree with, are afraid of, and even hate. To decide that some people don't deserve God's love is to decide that you do deserve it. You're saying that you have done something worthy of God's forgiveness when the Bible is clear that all of us deserve judgment and yet we can receive mercy because of God's character, not ours. Now, as children of God, He invites us to take on the family values, grace and compassion. If they are what brought us into God's family, They are now how we live now that we are part of God's family, even towards those people who are outside the family. One last thing to notice is how God responds to Jonah. God would have been entirely within his rights to blast Jonah for his absurdity. Instead, he gently asks him a question. Is it right for you to be angry? Perhaps that's a question God is asking you. As you evaluate your heart, and the people who you have profound problems with, and the people who you would like to see destroyed, maybe it's time to ask God to help you let go of your right to be angry and take up the family values of our Heavenly Father. Compassion and grace, being slow to anger, and abounding in love and faithfulness. Here's something to reflect on. Which people or people groups are you harboring anger in your heart towards? Here's something you could do. It can be really hard to let go of anger, hatred, and fear. Ask God to continue changing your heart so that yours might become like His. And now, a prayer to pray. God of compassion and grace, if anyone is right to be angry, it is you. And yet because of the work of Jesus, you have let go of your anger and forgiven us. Help us to be more like you, letting go of our right to be angry so that we might love like you. Well, that's the devotion for today. I will see you tomorrow for the next part of Jonah. If you think this has been helpful, feel free to recommend it to your friends. They can sign up for our daily emails and start from day one at tomfrench.com.au devotions. Be sure to give Pops Devotions a rating and review on Apple Podcasts as it really helps people to find these devotions as we get going. That's it from me. I will see you tomorrow for more Pops Devotions.